welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your precious lives to join us yet again. Uh, if you're new here, my name is Neil Prasad. I'm joined with my co-host, Jason Rule. Jason, say hello to the kind people. Hello, everybody, and good evening. Thanks very much again for joining us. Um, we are touching on our seventh episode of the Hustle Mode podcast. Um, if you're you're viewing with us uh, or sharing some screen time here on YouTube, make sure you smash that uh, like button. Please uh, subscribe as we are always bringing the latest and greatest when it comes to business discussions in a modern era. Uh, the goal of this podcast is really to bring resources, uh, experiences, and um, real-time discussions for individuals to take a closer look at how they can move the needle in the right direction. And what I mean by individuals is um, entrepreneurs, business owners, and alike. So if you're an influencer, uh, if, you're, if you're interested in marketing initiatives and that type of um, discussions, uh, we delve into that from time to time. We also take a closer look at sales, business development, success stories, um, battle wounds, you know, the list goes on. Scars, etc. <laughs> scars that's a good one that's a good segue actually scars um today's topic ladies and gentlemen we're taking a closer look at uh partnerships relationships and um you know i just want to get into the uh i don't want to say red tape or red flags you know but i, I want individuals out there in our audience uh to take a closer look at Areas of concerns, uh, things that you should be mindful of. How do you identify whether or not partnership is right for you? Um, also looking at how you can extend your uh, business relationships and or discussions um, with others. And what I mean by that is others in the sense that um, are you are you lifting, are you sort of beginning the relationship with your, with your um, client? And then do you require a partner to come in at some point in time to take over or contribute while you're on that journey before yeah. final execution, right? Yeah, no, that's a excellent way to introduce the topic. Um, I think as it pertains to partnerships, there's a whole area of discussion that we can have about it. And I, I think to get into it now, um, I think we should, um, you know, it, it, I'll start. Um, so in a business sense, what is a partnership? Um, maybe we can start there is, is what defines a partnership from a business perspective. And we'll get into the personal aspect of it, obviously, as well. But from a business aspect, what constitutes a partnership? So I think we covered it in our last um, pod a couple uh, episodes ago, talking really about how to start a business in Canada. And you had three different business types. You had your sole proprietor, you had your partnership, and then you had your corporation. So the one in the middle partnership is, is the one we'll talk about today, because partnership is an interesting aspect of the business types that you can start. Because unlike a sole proprietor and unlike a corporation, when people get together, they have the same shared liability. So the trust needed in a partnership is huge because in a corporation, you can structure trust in share ownership. Um, you can structure it in involvement. So Neil has 80% of the shares because he does 80% of the work. He has 50% of the shares because we have equal work. So in a part in a corporation, you can divide um, effort or involvement based on shares. In a partnership, depending on the one you're in, an unlimited partnership or a limited partnership, um, an unlimited partnership means it's 
there it's defined by law as 50-50. You share the profits, you share the risk and liability. So in a 50-50 partnership, both of those aspects are equally distributed between the partners. And there's no protection from a corporation because it is a limited partnership or sorry, an unlimited partnership. So equal, equal. Um, in a limited partnership, what you could have is you could have um, somebody who's just, as Neil mentioned, bringing a unique skill or some advantage to the table that the one person doesn't have. So so Neil, that's um, interesting um, when you look at partnership complements. So um, when when two people have complementary skills, it's great. You know, one person's good at marketing, another person's good at tech, another person's good at uh, accounting or finance. Um, so you have skill sets that you share among the partners. Um, there really is no limit to how many partners you can have as partner of partnership. I, I did see online 15, but I don't know if that's a, an actual hard rule or if that's something that um, is specific to um, any jurisdiction or a d- different area. So, you know, as it relates to what the limits are in partnership, I don't know if there's many. I think it's pretty unstructured, but you still have that division of if Neil does something wrong or if I do something wrong, we're both accountable for it. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. But then you also have you have non-defined partners and partnerships, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you just need to, so for example, uh, a prime example, uh, we were chatting earlier today, and uh, you were on the road. So if you had a partner that was looking after your logistics, they wouldn't necessarily be an entity that's going to have ownership or rights to the organization. They are an individual and or company or organization that's actually contributing in order for you to help move the needle, right? That's sort of that last mile delivery, right? Um, So who do you go to in order to choose those types of partners, right? How do you vet those partnerships, right? I think it's important for the audience to take a closer look at, especially if somebody's sort of diving in for the first time, you know, how are they going to be able to choose and what's a good litmus test for them to go about making the right or the appropriate selection of, of the partner, right? So we can walk through that whole ordeal or relationship process as far as an invested individual, um, yeah. aka a partner um, mm-hmm. or a partnership with a number of different individuals, part of that group, and um, as well as the extension of that, the offshoot of just the, you know, what it, what it means to do business, right? Uh, and having, yeah. uh, let's, I don't want to say, let's call them vendor partners, right? Vendor partners. Okay. That, that's an interesting concept because it, when you look at a vendor partner and, and I don't know, you know, what, do you think the word partner in business is overused or do you think it's, it has the wrong definition? Sometimes the definition is misused. Like what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean it, it really depends on the it is the interpretation, right? Because it's also it's not necessarily yeah. overused. I think it's misunderstood at times, right? Because if okay. you're talking sometimes, and again, it, it really depends on the the context of the conversation. But yeah. if there's a if there's a discussion taking place, and and usually if I'm speaking with an entrepreneur, they're like, "Well, I got to check with my partner." Okay, well, is that your is that your wife? Is that your husband? <laughs> partner, yeah. right? No, yeah, partner, right. Yeah. Um, is, is that is that a business partner that's overseas? Right? Uh, yeah. Is that your brother? Like, who's your partner? Is what it you, the guy that you? slides you money every time yeah. you want to go with a new idea? You know, like a rich uncle or something? Like, who's yeah. the who's the partner right. um, that you need to consult with? Right? Right? Or is it just you know a mentor? Right? And they're referring to yeah. as a partner? Right? Or is it a colleague? That's a partner, right? I consider you a partner, right? 
Yeah. Uh, there's no ties. There's no legality towards what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and or outside of this realm, but I still consider you a partner. Yeah, and and it's the the relationship part. I think is uh, is key because when you look at what constitutes a partnership, the the relationship piece is usually the genesis of it all. Right. The the fact that there's something that you have a gap with, or there's talent that you need to acquire. So a partnership is is the best means to do that um, because you're having a joint interest in the success of the venture that you're putting together. And, you know, it goes to that whole skin in the game. Like I, I, I was uh, talking to a, a friend and asked them, you know, what's your definition of a partnership? And the, the first thing that came out of their mouth was skin in the game. Yeah. Right. Like, 100%. right. If, if I don't have skin in the game, then my need to be valuable, my need to contribute is minute. Like I don't care because it doesn't impact me one way or the other. Um, so having skin in the game is a big part of partnership and, you know, in, and also in life, right. And, you know, when we'll dive into this as well about, you know, personal relationships as with the spouses and husbands and, um, you know, relatives, if the relationship or partnership is there, then, you know, there's a joint focus on an end goal moving forward, you know, whether it's raising kids, whether it's, you know, helping out an elderly parent, or whether it's, um, you know, building a business, like some families build businesses together, um, because they have, you know, common interests, common goals, common capabilities, um, or differing goals, different competencies, and different ideas that can come together in a synergistic, synergistic way that uh, allows a partnership to come together. Yeah. Right. So how do you know uh, if you're how do you know if you're right for a partnership? Um I think so as an entrepreneur, um, you know, I'm full disclosure, I started out in um and still have to a certain degree a partnership with um in the business that I'm in. And it's I feel it's a joint fear factor elimination. Um, you know, this podcast is a great example, Neil. Like Potentially you and I could have started our own, but if we partner up, then we split the work, we split the risk, um, we split the cost, and we collaborate to be able to hopefully interest and draw people to what we're talking about, right? Like as much as you want to create content and be a single band and maybe the interest isn't there, you know, conversations with yourself aren't as interesting as conversations with other people, right? Uh, I'd so, like to differ, man. I have a great <laughs> conversation with myself all the time. Oh, yeah, you talk I, yourself I, in and out of things. <laughs> uh, I'm not, always right, man. I can't go wrong, bro. You know what I mean? You're always right, and your opinion is the only one that matters. <laughs> always, always, always. The most important opinion. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, but but splitting the work is in like you said. How do you know you're right for a partnership? I think when you when you get into a business, it just eliminates the fear factor and the um, the reliance on doing it on your own. Um, you know, the skill set thing is important, right? To have complementary skills. So again, the example I used: you're good at accounting. I'm good at you know technology. You've got social media. Whatever the case is, splitting that is key. But knowing you're right for a partnership is you really want to go after a gap that you may have um, to getting going on your journey. It's that whole, how do I get started? Well, you get started by getting started, but it's a lot easier if you have someone to get started with. Right, right, right. right. So, I mean, in layman's terms, there's really probably five essential or ideal partnerships, right? Like, you know, the, you need to take a closer look at 
sort of the, the obviously the legality. So there's a contract, right? Contract, yeah. Uh, between two or more people, right? Mm-hmm. And then they agree to carry out the business, right? Yep. And then there's an obje- objective of shared profits. Yep. And then the business, the business got to be, it must be uh, carried on by all entities. Yes. Right? And that's an important one too, is um, when one of the partners dies, the partnership's over. That's Ooh. the other difference about partnerships. Correct. Because so that's an interesting thing, Jay. You want to share a little bit more? <laughs> well, and again, this is in some of the reading I've done. Um, yeah. If one person's out of the partnership or one, they die, then there is no other partner. Like the, it dissolves, it's gone. Um, really? Yeah. So that does a, not go, I mean, with legal and estates and next of kin, there's no sort of succession. No, yeah. If you structure the partnership um, correctly, then yes. Um, but okay. on paper, it, it goes away, right? Because it's a form of uh, business creation. It's a form of business structure really predicated on the fact that there's more than one person. And that person has equal liability as the other person. So as soon as that one person that go from two people goes to one, then there's no joint or shared liability. It goes to a sole proprietorship. And the business has to be relaunched um, again in the reading that I've done. Um, your source. Long. What's your source? Um, just like CRA, this uh, on, okay. online. Um, and again, for those of you who may be listening to us overseas or outside of Canada, uh, do your due diligence. Um, you know, Jay's not, uh, he's not a legal counsel. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're not, do not offer legal advice. Not, yeah. None of this is sort of binding. <laughs> it's again, <laughs> <Do not laughs> <put> my word <laughs> for it. Yeah. But uh, no, it's a, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. Which, but again, I mean, you know, partnerships not right for everybody either, right? Like, uh, if you're right. a headstrong individual, you know, things tend to bottleneck based on discussion. Yeah. If you're somebody that's impatient and you need to get stuff done, or maybe you just have a different type of work ethic, and you're up till ungodly hours in the night trying to get things done, and you would have expected the same in return from a partner. And that's just not the way they work. And yeah. that's fine. But maybe that's one way for you to identify that a partnership is might not be the best solution for you. Maybe yeah. you need hired freelancers to execute on areas where you may be lacking in that expertise. Yeah, great point. Um, I, I see tremendous value in doing it that way with freelancers and uh, um, temporary workers or temporary talent. Um, because they're going to bring tremendous value in a short amount of time with the utmost quality. Because if they don't, then obviously you know, reputations travel, or you as a growing business person won't be able to leverage their skills and talent. You know, you look at some companies, they can flex and contract quite quickly because they have that access to talent and they have the reliability to know how to work with that talent as they're available for the tasks that they need. You know, it's a very common thing to have developers and programmers that are not in country that are overseas doing these one-off projects, especially in the tech space, right? A lot of the folks that um, are involved in developing and curating product may not be in the immediate proximity of the developer. So they really have that ability to um, flex and contract when when businesses need to grow. Um, so I'm a big fan of, of that. Um, we do a little bit of that with the company I'm with um, or run. Uh, we do a little bit of freelancers and external contractors because it's just cheaper and it's easier. 
um, you know, it, it's easier to pay an invoice and have a resource than hire a body and work through HR related things and having that all set up from a government and contract perspective, right? So small businesses in the freelance economy um, do really well because they're able to leverage the available pools of talent. And, you know, we, we don't, we're not going to talk about websites and places to find people and all these other resources that are available in online job sites. Um, that's a whole other episode and conversation in itself, but they're out there. Right. And that's what they're designed for to find you talent in a freelance well, basis. You touched on something um, before you got down sort of the, the discussion that you were on there uh, with respect to qualities, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had to pinpoint it in your opinion, what, what do you think? The, what do you think the number one quality in a partnership would be or a partner? Um, number one quality in a partner. Oh, sorry, my own voice. Kind of magic there. Um, what qualities would I want to have in a partner um, or what I look for? Well, yeah. I think you really have to know yourself, right? You have to know what your tendencies are. You know, um, it, getting into a partnership early as a business owner, I really got a chance to learn on the fly what my tendencies are and, and what my um, faults are around as an individual business owner. And then things that I um, can't let go, things that I perpetuate, you know, because sometimes you get into a scenario where um, you just allow things to happen because either you don't understand the repercussions or you're just too busy focused on running the business. You just kind of move the ball forward without necessarily auditing the situation. So um, in a partnership, you really need to know yourself and know what you're comfortable with as it relates to the relationship that you're creating with the individual. Um, Friends partnerships are tough um, because sometimes it puts a strain on the friendship um, in terms of just being able to um, give people harsh feedback, you know, like, Hey, that sucks. I don't like it. You're not doing a good job with this that's not up to standard. I need it done this way, or it makes sense to do it that way. Um, you know, in a partnership, it's very hard to be a dictator um, in terms of uh, what your wishes and desires are around your vision for the business. Everything's shared, everything's distributed. So you don't really have an ability to put your stamp on things. Um, and if you're used to that, and if you're comfortable with that, or if you see success in doing that, it's hard to pull it back. It's hard to say, you know what, we've done really well. Um, we're 50-50 partners. You're not doing as the ex, you're not living up to the expectation that um, we had initially set out. I've exceeded the expectation of the partnership, so we need to rejig things. It's a very tough conversation, um, and it's not something that leaves you without any scars or leaves you um, with money in your pocket sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, Definitely something to your point, you really need to know your tendencies and you really need to understand how you operate um, and how you would like to operate. And if that person that you're partnering with somewhat goes contrary to those things, you need to identify it early and you need to either put the right structure in place to um, make it work if that's what your goal is, or put the right structure in place to dissolve it if it doesn't. Um, and that's the value of a partnership agreement, <laughs> even in a corporation, having a partnership agreement is hugely valuable. It's like that prenup, Neil, that, you know, that, that your wife made you sign before you guys got together, you know, negative. I have a clear understanding though. She's, she laid out the foundation for me already, man. Oh, okay. like, uh, what does she say? What's mine? What's mine is yours. And what's yours is mine. Yeah. Yeah. No, what's what's mine? What's mine is mine, is, and what's is, yours is, is mine. 
That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So you get <laughs> You're gonna get that right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You know, I, I, I tune up because I don't even bother listening to it anymore. So it's just it's like, okay, yeah. She just, it she just puts it in your head, and now you just know it as uh, the reality of things. No, I get it. It's, it's all about subliminal programming. You don't know your role in the partnership, right, Jay? Always, yeah. always got to know if you're on the top or the bottom <laughs> in the partnership. It's always about status. You can just slot in. But, and sometimes uh, there's a, there's silent partners, you know what I mean? So actually that's interesting. Like um, we, we don't talk about this on the podcast, but again, it, it's worth mentioning that there, there is a, a financial world um, where partnerships are not really um, as vocalized as uh, you know, you, you would generally see in a open partnership where you have both parties participating. The, the silent partnership is also a thing. I, I think it's a, if you are a founder of a business and you need money to start it because it's capital intensive or you need to buy some equipment or you need to hire some developers, whatever, or you're also trying to get inventory or you need some sort of capital, having a silent partner is actually a good idea. Um, you know, again, with everything, you know, and full disclosure, I'm not a lawyer, but um, getting stuff in writing and talking about it up front and being clear about what expectations are going in hugely valuable i I can't say that enough like have that conversation with your partners or partner about what happens when we get big or what happens when um you know we we have to take this more seriously what if we're both side hustling right like we're side hustling um to try to get to some erroneous goal like buying two porsches or something like that um side story um and then the goal exceeds that like oh well i I could have done that yesterday, but we're far beyond that now. And things are not going the way that they should be going as it relates to um, the business growth and not necessarily business growth, the participation of all the parties in the business. So then having that conversation after the facts, always tough. Always yeah, tough. I mean, I mean, it's a good point, but you know, you can't see it. It's because when you start down this path, I think for the most part, you're in, mm-hmm. you're in the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah, things are new. It's fresh. It's like you're dating again, right? You're you're courting your significant others, right? Everything is lovely. You know, it's all unicorns and rainbows. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, an issue comes up. An issue comes up, right? Or or somebody's got to not take a paycheck, or there's you know not as many sort of dividends on the returns for that quarter, and they need to reinvest, or we're bleeding, or there's a hole in the bucket, right? Yeah, there's all these Absolutely. things that, you know, people then eventually, after a duration of time, start to show their true colors, right, in a partnership, and then you get to really yeah. see, um, sort of the the person behind the mask or the facade, right, when when things get tough, and I think that's where you know people they earn their stripes, right, when you dig in, you look at the grit, you look at the resilience, you look at ways that you could solve the problems a lot more effectively or efficiently, uh, working with the resources that you have. Um, mm and or are seeking out uh, but at the same point in time it, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of discussion or i want to say um that i've seen anyways in the in the partnership exchange and you, you can be a witness to this when you're having a sort of a discovery meeting with two partners and you've been speaking with one maybe 70 mm-hmm. percent of the time and 30 percent with the other if you're if you're privy to actually talking to that partner at times um, but when you get both partners in the room you can actually see who has the power Right. Yeah. Um, what does that look like, Neil? Like, what what are the cues that you would generally 
um, look to when you, you have that that dynamic in the room? Like, what, what are the what are the hints and cues? I mean, there's different nuances for everyone, right? Like, basic yeah. relationships or or, or just the, the communication um, sort of rhythm or cadence, right? When when someone's looking to check in, or let's say they're they're not as vocal in the room, um, but they're more uh, sort of taking notes and speaking not necessarily to be heard but to to make a point or to confirm a direction uh that you can see how that would play especially if the individual uh, on the partnership is speaking and then asking for confirmation and you can then identify okay you know what like i get it you're a partner but this decision is really is going to be left with partner b not partner a because yeah. you're you're already there right like like if you're working with me in order to to solve a concept or to confirm or bring the other partner on board then i know partner a is already an ally yeah right? yeah so it's yeah. partner b that we got to work on right because partner b that doesn't understand what's happening chooses not to has been burned there's been really dishonesty uh, maybe there's some loyalty issues. Uh, maybe it's a control factor, right? Like maybe there's an intimidation factor with, with the with the topic of unknown, right? So there's there's different elements or characteristics I would say that comes into the mix. Yeah, no, I, I I've been involved in um, from my sales side of things, not so much when I was uh, as an entrepreneur, but on the sales side of the of the coin, um, I, I've been involved in those discussions where you have uh, the decision makers in the room. Uh, both being equal partners or one being maybe a majority owner of the company and the other one being a minority uh, owner of the company, having that discussion and, and trying to understand that 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 power dynamic. Because a lot of times you can get into a conversation with a minority partner, um, again, because maybe they have more time or maybe this is the what you're talking to them about is their area of expertise. Um, and he or she can give you as much information as they can but then unfortunately the decision's got to go to the other partner. And, you know, and I do this too. Sometimes, um, sometimes I use it as a ploy in order to take more time. Right. Um, even though the decision ultimately is mine, I take a little bit of time to confer with myself and maybe my partner to a lesser degree about a decision that is completely mine. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great owner deferral tactic, um, to really delay and allow you to confer on the solution that you're looking at putting in. Um, so you you use that as a, as a tactic. But anyways, back to the comment about well, uh, just as a room. little side. So for mm-hmm. for all those salespeople out there, uh, anytime you're looking to actually have a discussion, and you know this is like one on one stuff. If you are speaking to someone and you're not sure, it's always important to qualify who the decision or decision makers are prior to actually going yeah. down that process with a potential client to identify whether or not they can afford your service and or product. Um, So one thing to be mindful of is to identify and have those stakeholders in the room, on the call, on the Zoom at the same point in time. So there isn't that cat and mouse defer, pause and wait uh, type of ordeal. Um, Maybe that might be an insight for you to help, you know, facilitate a close or move the needle in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, that's that's sales one hundred and one, right? Um, know who's going to be the one that signs the check, right? Um, but yeah, good point, Neil. You definitely want to, in a partnership dynamic, know who the strong partner is, know who the dominant partner is, know who the partner is who's going to sign that check, because uh, it saves you a lot of time, right? And sometimes effort, depending on who you're uh, pitching to. So I think um, one of the things that we're really spending a lot of time is business partnerships, um, but 
changing it up. Let's talk about personal and um, off of business type of partnerships, not like relationships with like spouses or what have you. Cause that's, you know, we can obviously get into the uh, dynamics of that, but to really talk about, um, what, you right, right there and there when you started talking about that topic. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, it just yeah. got She's like, no, 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 don't go there. Yeah. My white wife's like coming in from the, um, from the rafters saying, Hey, She's got, she's got, you, you have no authority up. in that area. <laughs> <laughs> you have no authority. Silent <laughs> partner. Silent partner. Yeah, exactly. I'll let you know when it's time to make a decision. Um, but uh, no, I think from a relationship perspective, like let's look at it from a personal angle, Neil. You know, like when you just look at um, the relationships you have with either, you know, um, again, we'll, we'll use coworkers as a part of it. Um, but, you know, friends that you, um, spend time with people you associate yourself with what if you were to look at some of the oldest friendships you have and and the people that you've known from you know elementary school and high school and stuff like that that you still talk to to this day what would you say make those relationships um still active um and what would you say to somebody who's either doesn't have that same depth of, of, of relationships with the people that they grew up with or the people that were um, um, that they associated with from you know, way back or like what, what advice would you have to, to somebody or, or what commentary can you make around that? Cause I think that's important. Uh, I don't know about advice. Maybe commentary is probably the better, better angle to probably mm, okay. some front. I'll take but, it. Um, you know, yeah. You know, I've been fortunate to have uh, a core group, around me for 20 some odd years. Um, I value that, man. That's priceless. You know, there's been people that I've come across with on mm-hmm. in business talks and, or just, um, you know, in, in personal, like I have a neighbor and they moved from Vancouver to Ontario four years back and they had no one. They don't, there's no friends. There's no families. It's just, you know, a spouse That's and, tough. and, uh, you know, their, their child. So, yeah, I really, um, you know, I, I I feel for those people because they're missing out. There, 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 there's a um, there's mm. a unique um, there's a unique dynamic having known someone for twenty some odd years. Right? Okay, explain. Like, what do you there's mean? no there's no BS, bro. You know, like it's just these people are family, mm. right? Like they they've seen the ups, they've seen the downs. They know who you are. You know who they are. There's there's a hundred percent transparency. There's mm. no dishonesty. It's trust. There's loyalty. These are people that you can call, regardless of whatever time it is, time of day, right? Mm. These are the people that, like, if you're in a rut or if you are in a jam, there's no questioning of is it too late? Like, can I call? Or if it's an emergency and it's like. You see this person's phone number appear, and it's like after hours or some ridiculous time. You're answering the call. Those yeah. are those are people that have like they're limited in the amount because there's variations of that core set that you know for a duration of time, but you really don't have that same type of engagement with. Like there's yeah. people out there on your social or whatnot, but you know those are, there's people that are there that you know they could you could if you were to write help right now, you would get something in return. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's hugely valuable, man. Like it, you look at um, that aspect of of relationships, and I think you just touched on a couple of different things. It's that knowing that person to a fault, right? Um, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. 
um, you know, being part of that person's life through those ups and downs and those, those aspects. Right. And that's the other thing of when you look at the relationships you build over time and, you know, you mentioned your neighbor and the fact that he uprooted himself and moved all the way across the country, um, for maybe an objective where he wanted to maybe get away from the things that you just mentioned, right? Maybe there's some, you know, bad blood or some sour relationships. Um, I think the, for me, one of the most interesting dynamics that I've had in, in my kind of life and et cetera, is having the fact that when you have these relationships, part of the thing that keeps relationships together and, and well, it's, it's through my years of experience and, and um, um, sort of the way that things have happened in my life is commonality. Right. It's, it's one of those things that really um, solidifies a lot of adult relationships, you know, as it relates to, you know, kids, families, wives and all that stuff. Um, because if you're in a similar place sometimes as people, it really allows you to have that good relationship and commonality across lines. Um, but if, if there's so many different aspects of life that's different. It, it, you have to work on the relationship, right? Because it, it just doesn't fall into place. Because if you have a lot of commonalities, you have a lot of things in common with that person over the years, and that progresses, things just fall into place. There's no real effort required because you're doing this, they're doing that. You know, it, there's a synergy there. They're going to, you know, Chuck E. Cheese with their family. You're going to Chuck E. Cheese with your family because there's a synergy there. Or you're going to the bar by yourself. They're going to the bar by yourself, and you're meeting there because you you you're. Um, commonality is the same, like you're living in the same, um, plateau, right? So uh, it's, it's stages, right? Stages, different stages and, and, yeah. and stepping stones for, for life's journey. Right. So obviously you're birds of a feather, right. You're going to flock, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. that's one thing to do with it, but like, I, I, I you know, I, I, you know, do this Jay, I got married late. Like I got, I got two kids that are under four. So I'm having my kids later in life. Cats that are my age have got kids like they're, they're entering into their teen years. They're they're windling down, right? They got their feet up. They're you know they're relaxing now. They can sleep in on the weekends. <clears throat> um, so yeah, like it's uh, you know it's it, so I, I get it, but at the at the same point in time, without running through those stages hmm. um, and phases, let's call them, then you you still have some people that are outside that. I don't know about you, like I've got I've got a range of a mix of friends that are. They're both older and younger, right? Um, and then some with kids older and some that still don't have kids. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, there's still some commonalities, uh, as you would put it. Um, yeah. But it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're still all on that same journey, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think the journey is a, is a big word within that context, right? Because when you look at people's journey in life and, and also in business, um, there's so many different angles and so many different directions that it can twist and turn. Um, for me, the the journey is just as important as the destination, right? Like the where you want to go and where you end up, how you get to that point is just as exciting as doing the work to get there, right? It, that may be sounding a little cheesy or you know no. a little bit, uh, but it, it's the it's the destination that you really hunger for. And the, the journey along the destination is the fun part, right? And, um, you know, I want to get philosophical and whatnot about life being too short and life not having enough yeah. um, action at times. But you got to live, man. Yeah. You know, you, you got to live, but at the same time, you you have to be respectful and understand that the path that you're on may not even have been your own destiny, right? It may not have been your own choice, but it's the one you got and you just got to work it. You know, just, oh, that's deep. You know what I mean? 
intensity. Did you did you write that down or did, should I? Well, we'll re- rewind it. No, well, we're recording, so it's all good, man. I can hear that back, and then we can yeah. we can put that in a, a nice little uh, quote index there. But um, yeah, man. But you know what? Right. Like that, we we can get down that path of um, work passion and passion work. Um, I, I think there's there's a there's a conversation there that we can have. Um, I know we we are trying to queue up a work life balance conversation, work life integration conversation, which is still pending. Um, we can get some exciting people to talk about that. But I, I think um, you know, for our own personal like uh, piece around the journey, partnership, uh, relationship, friendship, stuff like that. I think the important part is is you enjoy it, and you know, you, you deal with the consequences, good and bad, that um, come to you. You know, consequence always sounds like a negative thing, but to me, consequence could also be positive because a consequence is a result of uh, action that you did, good or bad. So you know, that's my opinion on it. See, don't think of a consequence as negative. Everyone does. It's not always uh, negative. I'm just processing. So that's that's very interesting. Right, so um, you know, I wanna I wanna leave our audience with something. Um, obviously, as we, we usually do. I mean, this has been very insightful uh with respect to exploring the opportunities of partnerships. Um, I think personally speaking, on my end, it's it's something that I'm exploring. Um, you mm-hmm. know putting the toes in the water but i think you know at your core you 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 would know as a person whether or not uh, a per, a colleague or a friend is going to be a good partner right mm-hmm. um but I, I think it's important to identify from the beginning what does this look like if things don't end up going down the path we both intended it for it to go right yeah. I think that's critical. I think that's a big takeaway for today um, for, for individuals that may be questioning whether or not they are looking at a partnership or you perhaps yeah. maybe evaluating their current partnership. Uh, because just because 100%. you're a partner in a business right now does not mean that you're tied to that business for the end of days, right? Yeah. There's so many different opportunities for people to get into. And like you said, life is short, right? Like at the end of the day, you're going to spend your time bickering with a partner or mm. being in a relationship that's toxic or are not healthy, right? Like what good is that going to do for either party at the end of the day? Right. Yeah. Um, so there's some important factors or warning signs. I want to, I want to leave the, the, the audience with for exploration. Yep. And um, you know, if you're feeling isolated or, you know, you're feeling distanced from people that you care about as a result of a relationship or a partnership, then, you know, that, that would be uh, maybe a red flag of sorts that you need to identify, right? Like if the partner is not showing up for meetings or uh, is rescheduling or is not really involved uh, as much as they used to be with the decision-making process um, or not fulfilling their responsibilities on other areas or not bringing forth new opportunities, whatever the dynamic discussion or relationship would be, I think that would be something to be mindful of uh, yeah. that there's a dynamic shift or a change that's taking. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you know? How do you know? Right. Well, and, you don't uh, like you would know based on these, these, these factors, right. Or these things that yeah. are slowly popping their head up. The, the problem is, is that depending on how busy you are, you may not know because you would just pass it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can attest so busy, to that. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can attest to that, that you don't see the red flags and you just uh, chalk them up as um, activity in the form of, of business. Like you're doing a business. So these things are um, part of the maturation process of, of a business, but um, 
yeah, the the red flags sometimes around engagement to me are tough to see, um, but they start to boil themselves to the surface when you see work balance and you see involvement. Um, if your customers and all of your suppliers don't know that you have a partner or that there's a partner in the business, then either one of two things, one, the partner's not doing the work that they should be doing, or two, they're a silent partner and that's okay as well. But if they're not a silent partner and they want to be vocal and active in the business, they need to do just that, be vocal and active in the business and not depend on one partner to be the face and or the voice of the uh, organization. So there's a a West Indian saying that says, uh, you know, you got to pull up your socks, right? I don't know if you've heard that before in your in your your neck of the woods. Pull up your like, socks. Pull up your socks, right? You gotta you gotta straighten up, get your things ready, get in order. Get right? things so, in order. Well, anyways, um, yeah, so throwing a little bit of the colors there, but yeah, you know, uh, another good another factor to look at is um, excessive jealousy, right? If mm. uh, you know if there's more success in one area that you might be responsible for, and or the partner was responsible for that. Um, or perhaps there's some animosity with regards to your wins versus our wins. Um, that would be a point to take a closer look at as well, because it's important to identify the elephant in the room, right? Because other these things just fester and they they turn into and they morph into larger discussions when really it, it would have been minutia beforehand if it was just addressed, like any anything in, in life as far as personal relationships or communication goes, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, I was just going to clo- close with the, uh, the quote that I, I had in the live that, you know, the, the hardest ship that you will ever in your life have to try to get off of is a partnership. It, it can be draining on you. It can tear apart relationships. Um, it could bankrupt people financially. Um, and it can crush empires, right? You, you look at some of the big companies in history that uh, started off where you had, you know, um, more than one founder, and then the founders went out and started a competing company. Like I, um, you know, there's a lot of examples in the tech space where, um, you know, you had people that you look at uh, Bumble, Bumble, I think the uh, the oh. social um, social media dating site for women. So. Yeah. Um, I think it was Whitney. I don't know her last name, but she was, uh, she worked in another tech startup and had some issues with, um, I, th- I don't think it was Airbnb, but uh, she had another tech startup that she was part of. I think she might've been part of the early days of Tinder. Um, but what she ended up doing is, you know, there was an adverse work conditions. So she was part of that leadership team. She went off, started her own business. And, you know, the, the rest is history where she was the first, one of the first female um, CEOs to have her company turn IPO and become a billionaire right away. Like, you know, the, the partnership dissolution dissolving um, isn't always negative, right? Sometimes it is a positive move for one partner to spread his or her own wings somewhere else and either build from the ground up or apply their unique skill in another area, right? Like you can outgrow partnerships. You can outgrow those relationships. So, you know, I I don't want to leave with a a negative. You can can outgrow, you can outgrow friendships too, right? hundred percent. hundred percent. People are only in your lives for a season or a reason. And then you just move on from there. Right. And some people look at it, some people look at it as as a bad thing. Right. But it's not, it's, it's Mm -hmm. evolution. It's growth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those people you still know, but you have a different relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's and for whatever live. whatever reason it is, because maybe you're on a different journey. 
back to that journey thing. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, you're not always compatible with everybody that's in your life. And I think the hardest thing though, um, you know, just full real talk is, is walking away from those relationships sometimes, right? Like, um, you know, you're, especially if it's family, whew, like I, we could have a whole podcast about relationships and family and, you know, you and I could probably tell our own individual war stories, speaking of scars and conversations about different aspects of family. Um, but those are like, to me, the hardest relationships um, to, and again, more personal than maybe some other people have great relationships with their family, but whatever. Um, those are some of the toughest relationship conversations and aspects I've had to deal with in my life. So, you know, like, you want to look at that as a whole other conversation itself. I don't, we have time for it tonight, but um, you know, definitely relationships and family are, they're a big one, man. Mm -hmm. So anyway, no, we're not going to leave on a negative. I've I've got, uh, I've got five ups. I got five downs and I got five ups. So we're going to leave on the ups, Um, but I got two more downs to take a closer look at. And and that's going to be deflecting responsibility that we already touched on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe pushing blame. Right. Um, Another thing to be mindful of as far as the the five warning signs for unhealthy relationships is going to be um, constant arguing, right? Continuous disagreements, Mm. right? Um, The writing's on the wall, right? It's just... It's whether you want to read it or not. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because you might be looking at it as though that you're you're not necessarily um, collaborating or there's no synergy to where that relationship was and you could you could chalk it up to being okay well this is because of that scenario or my partner is going through this personally so i know it's going to be an issue professionally or mm-hmm. your partner is not telling you that there's an issue personally and that's so that's another layer in itself but you know all things being equal you know constant arguments is something that is um is another warning sign i think the last one to round it off the top five there was uh you know, trying to change the other person, right? When you're, when you're, when your partner's constantly trying to change you into something that you're not, um, you have to be a little bit uh, worried or worrisome about that because they, and I'm not saying that you as a person or you, like you said before, the, the evolution of a partnership can change. The dynamics can change. But Mm -hmm. if this person is trying to change each other or trying to change you as a person then you have to ask yourself why is it because they don't want to do that as part of what their responsibilities were entailed are are they trying to shift more tasks on your sort of balance sheet to look after so that they can have more free time or so that they can concentrate on other projects or uh, so that they can have more vacation or personal time, like what, what fill in that, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. The motivation uh, behind the idea or the motivation behind the shift, it always right. becomes questionable. And you always wonder what is the motivation? Is there money? Is it time? Is it both? It. Um, or is it, it just a disagreement of, of vision? Right. That's right. And for entrepreneurs out there that have or managing salespeople, that's a good one to look at too, because the relationship that you have with your salespeople is sometimes not always monetary, right? Yeah. It could be, it could be rewards. It could be um, like acknowledgement, perks. right? Yeah. It yeah. could be more time off because they want to spend time with the family. It could be more vacation, right? It could yeah. be uh, leveling up as far as moving that 
to a different position in their career, right? So don't always put the put it into the money wagon or the bucket because it's not always that bucket. Cash rules everything, but not everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's move forward. I, I, now that we've got you all depressed on this talk, hopefully you're still with us. If you're still with us and you're finding value, for those of you who are watching us, please remember to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so that you're being kept up in the loop. Um, also, um, you know, let us know in your comments in below here. Let us know about, you know, maybe past relationships that went good, bad, or indifferent. Are you struggling with something right now, personally or professionally, that we might be able to sort of provide insight to? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you know, again, I encourage you to follow us at hustle mode underscore podcast on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page that we're trying to activate as well. So you can always join the conversation there. Work in progress. Um, <laughs> yeah, full transparency. We're trying to go live earlier today. It didn't happen. But anyways, hmm. I digress. Um, let's look at the uh, let's look at the the psychology behind um, healthy relationships, right? Uh, we talked about the negative, the warning signs. What do you what are the five signs for a healthy relationship? Um, well, I'm sure you got some notes prepared on it, but I'll tell you what mine are. Um, so one is communication, you know, uh, being able to have uh, an open dialogue with the person that uh, you're partnering with or talking with. Um, two is trust, trusting that that person is going to deliver on what they say and be available to provide you with the right commentary and the right feedback that you need. Um, three is going to be, um, I guess, joint um interest. So like skin in the game, right there, you're both equally uh, liable for the success or failure of, of the business. Um, the next one is going to be um, you're in it for some sort of uh, financial um, or some sort of relationship or some end game. So there, there's some objective that you share together. Um, and then five, I'm going to say the last one of a good, healthy relationship is going to be um I don't know. I, I got four. Let me let me think about the fifth because uh, I'm I'm going down the, the the rabbit hole of happiness and uh, you know joy, something to that effect. But I need the right wording for it. Um, but but I, I guess when it looks at that is we talked about the goals, everything being common, and just making the person that you're partnering with feel like it is a very consolidated effort. Like I think I probably touched upon that in my four, but the consolidation of effort and and um, consolidation of you know like mindedness that's the thing that's the thing and complement each other yeah complement there you go I think okay. maybe to maybe to put that in a box would be uh, achievement mm -hmm. is that where you're headed right like I mean if you're I think so if you've got these BHAGs or goals or objectives that you're trying to trying to trying to complete um, I think walking that walking that mall with those invested parties and in in accomplishing the desired tasks there's a there's a continuum right uh, there's a dopamine effect of hitting a target or setting out the goals that you're completing or exceeding those targets uh, that you set out so um yeah that'd be huge so yeah i think you, you pretty much you've nailed them all um i think respect is a big one uh, respect in my book really is uh it's up there uh as far as a, a core value um because you know you can't you can't buy it right you got to earn it it's going to trust right it takes years to build and minutes to 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 diminish right um, yeah it's something that has to be worked on that. continuously in order for you to um, have an open honest uh, relationship 
good, bad, or indifferent, right? Um, and yeah. that has a lot to do with the communication that you touched on as well. So I, you you pretty much touched on all the points, Jerry, to be honest with you. Uh, collaboration, I think, you know, again, transparency is huge, right? Like, mm -hmm. hey, how do you know? If you've got another brain that's working with you and you all of a sudden are, are brainstorming at 3 a.m. and you come to, to the office with a completely different game plan and you're not communicating that to the other invested parties, well, A, it's duplication of, uh, of effort and energy because they might be working on the same thing. And or B, you're headed in a different direction and they're not on, on the right train, right? Like, it's, uh, yeah, so. Oh, man, that thing's sweet. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. So I think uh, with that, um, I think we really nailed the aspects of, of partnerships and relationships. Uh, I think we had a really good, discussion about it and i think uh our users or users our listeners will get uh, tremendous value over just the discussion and hopefully some tidbits that were sprinkled in there that they can utilize uh for developing and building their own partnerships in their business yeah. and, yeah. and stay tuned um folks i mean uh we have uh, we have a great lineup that's coming up in the next couple of yeah. weeks jay you want to let the audience know um what's happening next week yeah, so uh, next week we're going to have Randy Moss, not the football player. What? On, Randy Moss? That's his Actually, real last name. Actually, I got out right now. Yo, 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 hold on, hold on. Google, Randy Google Moss right is now. on the program, bro? Yeah, he's, he's coming. Fire. Yeah. Real Randy Moss. Well, the Randy Moss I know. Uh, he's going to be on the uh, the podcast talking a little bit about his entrepreneurial journey, um, sort of where his roots are. Um, his business, which is the jewelry business. So we'll definitely talk about, uh, as we teased on our uh, live, about some funky fresh medallions and some gold rings that Neil might want to be outfitted with. Make sure you yeah. wear all your nice jewelry to the uh, the podcast it's as well. not going to happen, bro. So just dig it out of the safe, right? And just put it on and he'll have the conversation. But yeah, Randy will, will talk a little bit about that. I'm curious to hear his perspective on the evolution of of money. Um, you know, gold as used to always be the uh, the standard by which all currency is measured. But with all this crypto stuff going on, I don't know how up to speed he is on, on all that. So be interesting to see what his perspective is on technology um, impacting the business of precious metals and, and precious um, aspects. And uh, just to really understand a little bit about what he does um, and what differentiates him. Um, you know, I've, I've sent a, a bunch of people to him. I know people who've bought rings from him. I've bought rings from him, um, you know, whether they be engagement or anniversary bands or uh, stuff like that. I know people have gotten married from the ring of, of Randy Moss. So yeah, it's, um, It'll be a good conversation. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, listen, folks, again, if you got value from today's discussion, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your precious time and being part of this hustle mode journey. Um, Jason and I can be reached both at Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, you know, feel free to drop us a line there and uh, let us know your thoughts. Like, are we headed down the right direction? Are you appreciating the discussion? Um, other topics or suggestions that you'd like to see brought into the fold. We really want to hear from you and um, we're, we want to bring value. So we're here to help, not to hinder. And uh, again, just know that the, the best is yet to come. And uh, we hope that we can uh, be part of that journey. Jay? All right. Hustle mode out. Peace.